The following program is presented by the HTM Podcast Network. GorillaPosition.com and a proud part of the Roar Network, presented by the Hitting the Marks Podcast Network, and now in association with IndiePW.com. We are sponsored by CollarAndElbowBrand.com, where you can get 10% off when using promo code JKPODCAST at the checkout, and in association with HypeCityVapors.com, where you can get 15% off all your e-juice for your vape by using promo code JKPODCAST. We can be found on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching at TBTalkPod. You can hear us on Podbean, iTunes, Google Podcast, CastBox, and all those other podcatchers out there. As always, I'm Carl Carafel. And I'm Big Joe. And welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Turnbuckle Quarantined Talk. <laughs> yes, Carl, another week has come and gone in the world of professional wrestling. And just before we get into the the bulk of uh, the topics we want to cover this week, we're still dealing with this coronavirus, uh, COVID nineteen, whatever you want to call it. Um, it. It's it's getting. I don't know how you feel on your end, Carl, but it's getting a little stressful dealing with it to not knowing kind of what's going on. There's still no vaccine. We're still kind of in the dark uh, when it comes to a lot of the stuff, and it just it. Uh, it some measures are starting to kind of come into place, but it feels like a lot of these kind of places where it, it, it's more about, it, we're not worrying about public safety, I think, quite as uh, as much as we should be. It, it's it's getting to, it's getting better, but it's still not perfect. And I get it, you know, that this is the type of thing that we haven't really dealt with before. So, you know, are we handling it the right way or not? I mean, history will, will tell, I guess, later when we look back on it, right? I mean... It's it's not as though we haven't dealt with this stuff before. We really have. Um, just this is this is a different type of dealing with something. Mm-hmm. You take a look back years ago, with SARS. Um, you know what what did we do during SARS? Not much. Fifty thousand people got together yeah. and had a big concert in Toronto. Yeah, right. So. And things spread from there. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm gonna say is things spread from there. Um, and it took a little longer for things to get better. Mm-hmm. So people, you're being told stay at home. Yep. So just do it. Stay at home. If you do not have to go out, if you do not have to go to that grocery store, if you do not have to go to the bank, if you do not have to do that, don't do it. Mm-hmm. Just stay home. Yeah. I painted a little picture for Joe uh, before we came on. Okay, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to paint this for all of you as well. Okay, You take one person. That one person goes out, and now that one person was carrying but didn't know it because they felt fine. And now five other people have it. And now those five people think they're perfectly fine yeah and they go and infect five more people each right now think about the numbers how it's gonna go then those five five people each and the uh, the right. next five, five people each and it just continues to grow and grow and grow and grow and grow without anything happening but take a look if you put a, uh, a kink in that chain you take two of those five people and they stay home mm-hmm 
then there's less people that became infected because of right. not staying quarantined. Yeah. Right. I mean, uh, as of today, you know, we're recording on Monday, March the 23rd. This is going to be, you're going to be listening to this uh, on Tuesday. And by then, we'll actually, we'll, we'll know a little bit more. Because um, uh, here in Ontario, we live in the province, for those who aren't aware, we live in the province of Ontario in Canada. Unlike the states, there aren't states here in Canada that we have provinces. And Carl and I are in different parts of the province, but we're in the province of Ontario. And the Premier of Ontario has issued an order to essentially shut down all non-essential businesses. Now, as far as I know from, uh, I did actually read the article, uh, as of midnight on Tuesday, or I guess on Monday, when it turns into Tuesday, is when this will go into, into effect. And then tomorrow we'll actually have the full disclosed list of what's included in with this and what's going to be closed and what's not going to be. So we'll, we'll, we'll wait and see what happens. <clears throat> just, just, I think maybe, I don't know, one of us maybe read it wrong. I'm looking at an article right now where it actually says at 11.59.59 on Tuesday. Okay. So I think as of tomorrow, as of Tuesday night hmm. at midnight okay. is when things are going to be shut down. Because they have to tell us what's closed right? in order for things to be shut down. Okay. And they're not telling us what's closing until tomorrow. Until tomorrow. Yeah. So... Okay. Closing Ontario effective eleven fifty nine fifty nine p.m. on Tuesday, hmm. and then before midnight on Tuesday, they're telling us what all is closing. Yeah. Um, just to kind of go along with that, super quick for those of you that don't think that this is anything serious, the government is actually looking at enacting the Quarantine Act, hmm. which can face fines of up to a million dollars and three years in jail if you're not doing what the government is asking you to do right now. Yeah. We're continuing to get sick and sick and sick and sick and sick. And people, mm -hmm. I've talked about it before. I have an autoimmune disease. Yeah. If you infect me, I could die. Yeah. It's, it's, it's as simple as that. If you infect me, I could be dead because you didn't want to stay home. Right. And I mean, that's the harsh reality of things right now. It sucks. Damn right it does because I work in an industry where I put myself out there for everybody all day. I work in the security industry. I'm an operations manager with the company. Mm -hmm. I am one of the patrol drivers. I am one of the ones that does alarm response. I am one of the people that does the frontline work. I do everything within the company that a normal employee would do as long as doing managerial stuff too. Mm -hmm. So I, I understand. I'm putting myself out there and, and and maybe it's foolish of myself to do so, but I'm considered an essential service. Yeah. We are actually an emergency response team, mm -hmm. just as fire department is emergency response, ambulance is emergency response, police yeah. departments are emergency response. Security here is considered essential service, mm -hmm. emergency response. Yeah. So unfortunately, <laughs> I can't just yeah. say, throw my hands in the air and go, yeah, no, I'm staying home. Yeah. I'm an essential service. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it sucks. Yeah. But... You're going to have to start walking around like in a hazmat suit or something and uh, you know, just keep yourself safe, man. <laughs> right. For, for myself, I mean, uh, for my day job, I mean, I have to be careful because I know that uh, there's possibly some people that I work with that even listen to uh, this program. So I need to uh, uh, pick and choose what I say very carefully. And all, all I will say is that I'm not really a fan of uh, how it's kind of being handled, and I'll just leave it at that for now. Uh, but uh, like I said, uh, on Tuesday we'll find out uh, whether they are deemed an essential business and whether I'll be working or not for the next couple of weeks. So we'll we'll just have to wait and find out, I guess. 
I will tell everybody I am taking precautions, though. I am making sure that I'm wearing gloves. If I'm going and checking somewhere, I have gloves on when I'm opening doors and closing doors. I'm changing those gloves. I'm not keeping them, you know, in in a uh, in an area where they could potentially affect me or anything. And I, I understand, mm-hmm. you know, there are reports coming out that saying, oh, gloves are the worst thing. You're right if you're continuously wearing them. Mm-hmm. You put your gloves on, touch what you need to, the gloves are gone. Yeah. That's what's ha- that's what yeah. you have to do, right? Absolutely. We're disinfecting absolutely everything. Uh, all the vehicles that we have are being disinfected, mm-hmm. right? So after every use, we're disinfecting these vehicles. So I mean, we're we're taking every precaution necessary. So absolutely, my health is a big thing for the owner, and uh, he totally understands that. Uh, we're we're good friends. He knows. Yeah. So we're we're taking those precautions. We're making sure that things are are, are safe enough for yeah. everyone within our company to work. We even have one who is in self quarantine right now. Mm-hmm. Right, the person was out of town. They they and they had no clue where you know where people other people were from and stuff like that. So they came back home and they're like, I'm I've been out of town. And we're like, hey, so you know, like you need to self quarantine fourteen days. You have to at least fourteen days. You're yeah. And 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 the employee was like, "Yep, I understand." So they've been, you know, self-quarantined. Yeah. And we have other employees that have, you know, autoimmune conditions as well, and we're being very cautious. Yeah. And I think that that's one of the biggest things too is the businesses really need to to take that cautiousness into mm-hmm. everything. Absolutely. All right, man, well, let's get into some wrestling discussion here because uh, this is a wrestling podcast, believe it or not, folks. Um, interesting thing to, to start off with at the beginning here, Carl. I don't believe that I've ever heard of this in the professional wrestling business, at least uh, to this scale, somebody of this importance uh, doing this. We're talking about Mr. Cody Rhodes, you know, one of the EVPs for All Elite Wrestling, gave out his personal phone number and is encouraging people to text him to let him know what you think of the current product. I'll even, for, for those who, who don't have it, the phone number to text Cody Rhodes is 404-737-2083. And you can tell Cody exactly how you feel. And I'm actually going to do this, and then we'll see if we get a response in the, the course of doing this podcast, Carl. Yeah, do it up now. Yep. What are you putting? So the, the message, I've already typed it out. Uh, while we were kind of uh, talking earlier. Hey, Cody, this is Big Joe of the Turnbuckle Talk podcast in Canada. Great job so far with AEW. My only request is to come to Canada and run some shows once all this corona business is over with. And we'll see what uh, what comes of it. Awesome. I, I Yeah, that's perfect. Yep. I am so looking forward to an answer. So yeah, Cody, give it his own personal phone number. I have never, I've never heard of anything like this, Carl. And he's looking directly for people's opinions. I have heard of this before, um, not specifically with professional wrestlers, but with uh, people in the music industry. I've seen some yeah. uh, some rock bands doing this. Uh, Metallica at one time had done it. Um, I believe uh, Avenged Sevenfold as well. They have done it. Uh, but it, it, it's been more based around um, depression and suicide and stuff like that. So if anybody's having any issues or, or, or any of those or having any of those thoughts, they've given you a phone number to the band that you can be texting and, and being like, Hey, I'm in a bad situation right now. And they respond. Right. So I've seen that in the music industry. I've never seen this in the professional wrestling industry. 
Yeah, it's uh, definitely uh, a first from what I'm hearing, and uh, we'll see what uh, becomes of it. And, uh, you know, definitely uh, this isn't something that we would be seeing from the old man, Vince McMahon. Um, even you had, uh, I think it was you that uh, had shared this with me, that um, even Vince uh, himself has admitted, openly admitted, that he is out of touch with uh, today's wrestling fans. Shocking. Shocking. We've been, we've, been, we've been saying that for literally for months now. And yeah, uh, apparently uh, the old man has finally admitted that, uh, yeah, he uh, is no longer hip with the kids. Right? No longer That's... hip with the kids. <laughs> so. It's slowly starting yeah. to be known in his side of his own head. So we'll see what, what uh, comes of that. Uh, again, for uh, as for this Cody thing... I, I think it's a, it's a good move. Potentially, it could be a, a tad annoying sometimes when they when these kind of things happen. It, it it's just an automated thing that happens, and then you kind of get spammed with stuff. So we'll see. Like I said, um, I, I I sent the message, and we'll see if we get a response from and uh, what the nature of it is and whatnot, and uh, and kind of go from there. I'm, I'm actually curious uh, whether it'll be actually him uh, texting. I have a feeling that it might not be, but <laughs> we shall see. Yes. Um, so switching over to some WWE stuff here, Carl. This is um, an interesting development with this. WrestleMania looks like it's not going to be postponed to Madison Square Garden or some other kind of venue. They're going ahead uh, with the, the, the time frame, but it's going to be done from the Performance Center, A, and B, they're going to split up into two days. And also C, I don't know if you've uh, heard the details on about this, is... This, or at least the majority of this show, is going to be pre-recorded, pre-taped segments that they're going to uh, then air. So, wow. <laughs> this is uh, quite the switch. Quite the switch. So we're getting two days of a Raw and SmackDown with pre-taped segments going to happen from the Performance Center. It looks like it's going to be a mixture of things happening live and a mixture of pre-taped segments. So having said this, I mean, there, then there's no excuse for any of this kind of stuff being not being not probably because you have time to really produce and kind of tailor-make yeah, these things. So it should be good, but I mean, at the very least, it's going to be strange. It's going to be strange. Yes, it definitely is. Um, even the WWE is is making light of, of the situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, WWEshop.com, actually, they, they've produced a T-shirt that has the There's WrestleMania a... logo on it that says, I wasn't there. Wow. Yeah, okay. I don't know. You haven't seen that? Huh. No, I have not seen that. <laughs> um, I mean... Okay, well, yeah, there oh. is... Um, yeah. There is a T-shirt that the WWE actually made that, oh, that you know, yeah, always you're putting, I was there, you know, some backlash on that rock one. and roll, this, and yeah. country music, that, I was there. And, no, this one is, I wasn't there Interesting. for WrestleMania. Wow. <laughs> Just being tone deaf again. Uh, I mean, it's right? not quite as bad as the, uh, the Jordan Miles uh, blackface shirt, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I don't think anything ever touched that, but uh, yeah, strange that they would even uh, produce a shirt. At least they didn't do like coronavirus or Corona mania or something like that. That would be um, really, really bad. But I think uh, it's perfect for them to do this. You need to capitalize on this. How much revenue are they losing right now? Make true. some of that back that's because true. people are going to yeah. find this funny and they're going to want to yeah. buy that shirt because nobody can be there. Yeah. 
right? So absolutely everybody can buy this shirt that says I wasn't there because mm-hmm. yeah, nobody was. Yeah. And they're going to make some revenue off of it. True. Smart idea, I yeah. think. Uh before we we talk about the AEW aspect of this, how do you think that WWE has handled doing these um, empty arena uh, broadcasts or shows so far? I mean, I'm not a fan of the empty arena stuff, mm-hmm. but I I'm happy that there's something. Um, yeah. But again, on top of that, like we talked at the very beginning of the program here how many people are being affected? Mm-hmm. How many of them are already affected that we don't know about and that they don't know about? So if one person, you've got a tag team, you've got The Miz, and you've got mm-hmm. John Morrison. If The Miz has something, yeah. if The Miz has this uh, this COVID-19, he's going to affect John Morrison. Yeah. Right? And then John Morrison is going to go back home, and he's going to infect his wife. Yeah. And then like it's going to be again a trickle effect. Yeah, I mean John Morrison's wife isn't isn't in the WWE, but this is going to have an effect on everything because then she works for other companies. Right. <laughs> right. So uh, I I think honestly at this time as as much as I love watching live professional wrestling, I think if they just kind of leave things and don't do any shows right now, and I even include AEW in this. I mean, yeah. as as hot as AEW is right now, if they infect everybody, they're not going to have anyone mm-hmm. to do these shows when this whole pandemic crap is over. Uh, I, I would imagine, and I would hope that that they're that they're testing or they're they're making sure that these people aren't infected. I mean, you know, there are the you know the coronavirus uh, tests out there available, and I would hope that these. Wealthy companies are, are doing the smart thing and, and checking. I, I'm I, I would say I would venture to guess that AEW is probably being pretty thorough about this, knowing uh, WWE's history when it comes to the the health and the welfare of their talent. Uh, I would be a little dubious with them uh, checking, but yeah, it's uh, I'm I'm not as uh, against this as, as as people are maybe expecting or thinking. Um, when, when it comes to the, the approaches, the way that WWE has kind of done these, uh, you know, the SmackDown, the Raw, and, and whatnot, it feels almost kind of like m- maybe you're not getting the same interpretation, but it almost feels like they're kind of mocking the situation and kind of having fun with it when, when they're not really kind of taking it as seriously as they should be. Whereas you look at the AEW side, and, you know, I may even include this uh, audio clip in the podcast right around this point here, Carl, where Cody opened up Dynamite with an excellent, excellent speech, which I'll actually, I'll pause now, and we'll actually play this clip for everybody. I have never thought of my world as small before. But recent events can really put into perspective how small we all are. It has also clarified for me how big and how important the service we provide is. And the irony in what I'm about to ask is not lost on me because I'm about to ask three of the best athletes in the world to discard their petty differences, to put aside those squabbles and to stand together. The irony, it being March 18th, 2020, and us as human beings need to stand together. And for many of us, 
That will mean standing at a distance. We have to be informed and we have to be held responsible by health and science, but there is a profound difference in that versus living in a prison of fear. And I refuse to live in fear because that's not living at all. And I don't know about you watching at home. I feel alive and I hope you feel alive. Matt Jackson, I know that you are listening. Save Tony Khan, you were probably second most responsible for AEW even existing. I think you're a tag team specialist, an absolute tag team master. But that doesn't mean anything is owed to you. If anything, that means you have to work harder, and your anger last week towards Hangman Adam Page was misplaced. I don't need that anger, and you don't want that anger. Instead, I need your older brother wisdom, and I need you to carry Nick Jackson's giant heart into this match so that we can win at blood and guts. And speaking of Hangman Adam Page, I get tired of putting over Hangman Adam Page. I have said in a cornucopia of interviews how I think Hangman Adam Page is the best wrestler in all of the elite. He has a scary combination of light heavyweight skill and accuracy melded with heavyweight stopping power like the buckshot lariat. I thought he was going to be the first AEW world champion. He is not. He lost to Chris Jericho. So did I. I need you to get over it, Hangman. You don't want to be the other guy in the elite? then don't be. Be the difference maker. Be the reason that we win at blood and guts. And then there is my most unique relationship in all of wrestling, unique friendship, that being Kenny Omega. We don't always like each other. And that's okay. We can argue about who we think is 1A and 1B until we are blue in the face and likely somebody passes us by. I respect the fact that we both don't want to be bridesmaids. Great. This isn't a wedding. It's blood and it's guts. It's grits. It's violence. It takes years off of the career and I need you. But I need the real Kenny Omega. I need the one who stood in front of 499 others and declared himself best in the world. I need the best bout machine, Kenny Omega. In short, I need the elite to be elite. So there, there you go. I mean, what a way to open up that show. And you could tell that, that they're just taking the situation way more seriously. They, they even have... Uh, you know, just a few of their 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 guys. You know, we had Lance Archer, we had Jake. You know, we had Tully, we had Spears, we had MJF. Kind of a, um, kind of at ringside, kind of adding to to the whole thing. So it wasn't necessarily a whole, a whole empty arena. I really like the approach that AEW took to the situation, as opposed to the way uh, WWE is almost kind of mocking what's kind of going on. At least that's how I interpreted it. I mean, I I totally get that. At the same point, we're supposed to be quote unquote practicing this social distancing mm-hmm. right oh, I understand. but then we have these guys that are getting into the ring with each other yeah sweating all over each other <clears throat> sometimes bleeding all over each other mm-hmm. in contact with each other this entire time and yeah. and and a little insight for those who, who who don't understand when you're in a professional wrestling match with somebody and you've got somebody in a headlock let's say 
you notice the the person who's got the headlock on, they'll they'll put their their face down. Mm-hmm. And at that point, they're talking. Yep. They're letting the person know, you know, like, hey, uh, here's here's what what's gonna happen. Here's the next move. Uh, I want you, you know, uh, you know, go to the ropes, throw me off, and uh, shoulder tackle or, or or whatever, right? Calling um, the ship. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're just calling the chain of reaction that, that that's really happening. And unfortunately, you're breathing all over this person, <laughs> yeah. and you're talking all over this person. So now, <laughs> like that virus if you should have it because it cannot show symptoms for 14 days you're now spewing that all over this person right right like that's that's my concern is do we do we really need this and i understand AEW has not been in existence long enough to really have this whole you know 5 week you know package of different things that they can do but they can really maybe showcase on on one star and get into contact with uh, Ring of Honor get into contact with Impact get in contact with New Japan and say listen this is what we're looking to do we want to take this one specific person or these two people and we want to do a program of those people and their accomplishments in professional wrestling yeah. can we use your footage included with AEW footage on our program and most companies right now are going to be like, damn right you can. Of course you can. <laughs> yeah. Because that's not only going to help you guys out, but it's going to keep our name relevant inside people's heads as well. Because you're going to be using our name on your show that people are continuing to watch. It's only smart business, people. Mm-hmm. That's that's personally what I think that they should be doing. Yeah, Going out there and actually having hands-on competition right now needs to stop. Because it's only going to make things worse, I fear. Yeah, I, I guess when it comes to that, I like I said, I would I would imagine I would hope that that they have health uh, officials there that are actually testing or you know making sure that they're they're not infected. And I mean, we're going off the the working knowledge too that the majority of the deaths that are happening with this, or the majority of the people that are that are really being negatively affected by this, are people with compromised immune systems and the elderly who are likely already terminally ill at this point. So, I mean, there are, there have been some uh, instances, I guess, of some younger people dying. I mean, they're not sure if the, they had any kind of pre-existing condition or not. But, I mean, I would imagine that they're not being reckless when it comes to this. And, I mean, right now, too, I mean, with, with sports and a lot of things being shut down and not going on, I think that that wrestling has a, a unique opportunity here to still entertain people. And, I mean, and right now, with a lot of people staying home, we need to be entertained before we go stir crazy. So um, I'm not as against this as, as you might expect, uh, as long as the right precautions are being taken. I, I totally get that. I do. Yeah. But you're talking about the other sports that have all shut down. Mm-hmm. So now out of these sports that have been shut down for what, about two weeks now? Approximately. Um, right. A little bit longer now, actually. How many cases are we now start? Even if it's longer then. Okay. Mm-hmm. So this just even more furthers my point here. How many of those now are we starting to see that have been affected? They didn't know at the time. Mm -hmm. And now they're affected. And the majority of these people who are who have been affected, these sports stars, quarantined themselves at home because that is what the professional organization has told them to do. Mm -hmm. They have said, if you want to continue with your contract and you want us to honor things in your contract, this is what needs to be done. So they're staying home and still they've been affected. 
True. So no matter how many tests anybody runs, because the tests aren't always going to be 100%, because this is something new that we're dealing with, mm -hmm. we don't have a definitive, yes, this is the be-all, end-all test to yeah. know, right? So we're going to end up with these people that are, if I was still professionally wrestling and I was in that ring, mm -hmm. I would be saying, no, I am not getting into that ring. Uh, my health and my wellness is more important for me to be able to put on good quality product mm -hmm. for these people later. Yeah. People, it's like 14 days, stay at home. Mm -hmm. 14 days out of 365. What do you possibly have to do that that is going to kill you to stay at home for two weeks? Yeah. Nothing. Oh, I hear you, man. Yeah, even even uh, for uh, uh, us with our day jobs, um, again, you know, where where do you draw the line between you know earning a living or making money and your your health, right? Or <laughs> trying to find some kind of uh, balance in between. It, it's difficult, and I don't think that there's any kind of definitive um, response there. Just it's, and I don't think everybody's in the same boat. So it, it, it's it's a, it's a tough situation, and. Yeah. Um, like I said, um, we won't know until we kind of look back at it later to see how it's all been handled. <laughs> and then we can kind of uh, be more critical about it at that point. Um, something that um, I don't think that anybody would be critical of, and it's something that uh, has me potentially really excited here. Uh, we have, um, it's been a little while since we've had one of these um, wrestlers kind of calling out another wrestler in this kind of way. And I think this is a really interesting one here, Carl. We have Will Ospreay, who has been doing the majority of his work over in New Japan Pro Wrestling as of late, has called out Mr. CM Punk for a match. This one, when I first heard about this, I was kind of eh, kind of on. And then the more I kind of thought about it, I was like, wow, this really kind of makes sense. And what Punk has been saying that, you know, he could possibly be drawn out of retirement if the right kind of matchup were to happen, if somebody, you know, would come along to really kind of push him. And I think Will Ospreay is the guy. That This is very interesting, and this is a matchup I want to see. Me too. Yeah. 100% this is. This is crazy right now. That I mean, it's all well and good to just kind of, you know, throw out there and call things out and call people out and stuff like that. But I hope that this is actually something that might entice CM Punk oh. to really come out of that quote unquote retirement mm -hmm. to have a match. Um, I, I don't care where it even happens. Be Wrestle I really Kingdom. Don't. It would be. It, I think you'd have to make a Wrestle Kingdom, and uh, just imagine CM Punk coming out to and he, and he could use the the entrance music because it's not something that's exclusive to WWE. He used it in UFC. Just imagine Punk coming out that music hidden in the Tokyo Dome at Wrestle Kingdom. Him and uh, Will Osprey. I mean, man, just uh, I like the, the sound of everything to do with that. The only thing is, oh, me too. is that. Um, Puck would have to get back in that ring and uh, in, in training and kind of uh, uh, get rid of the old ring rust because he's been out of action for quite a while. So I would hope that he would take it seriously and uh, want to put on a good match because, I mean, yeah. wow, that could be one for the ages. I mean, that's oh, just, yeah. it's, it, it's Will Ospreay is arguably one of the best wrestlers in the world. And you have a guy who claims to be the best in the world in CM Punk. So it, it's an interesting matchup. I think that the, uh, the vignettes and the... Um, the, the, um, all the build-up, everything could be really interesting for it, too, if they were to do it right. Yes, definitely it can be. 
So, so yeah, we'll uh, we'll see. I'm I'm hoping that uh, that's something that that can happen. Now, before we do some more stuff here, Carl, I have actually gotten a response. Oh, you got a response to that text? That yes, you I did. Nice. So yeah, it, it's a, it's a little odd. Okay. So the uh, what, what, the first thing that comes up is is a link. Um, HTTPS uh, colon forward slash forward slash usual kind of web lingo there. Uh, M.community.com and then some other nonsensical stuff in there. It's basically, it, this is an automated kind of thing that he has going on here. So I, I won't say that it was quite... Um, wrong what he said there but it's not necessarily him personally responding let's just uh, i'll read to you the, the following thing here it says hey it's cody Rhodes. this is an auto text to let you know i got your message everything else will be from me exclamation point <laughs> make sure you click the link and add yourself to my phone so i can respond to you um and then right after that uh, got Got you saved, and your number won't be sold to telemarketers. Message frequency will vary. Your carrier's message and data rates may apply, blah, 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 blah. Um, it's, so far, it's all been automated stuff here, Carl. Um, no actual messages from Mr. Cody Rhodes himself. Oh. So not quite what he was saying there. Um, now, th- this could uh, change he may send an actual text message and actually respond to what I said, but uh, as of yet, um, it's pretty. This is kind of an automated thing. Uh, he may be typing some of this kind of stuff, but it's all being auto sent out and all that kind of yeah. stuff. So, or it may even be like a publicist doing this for him. Um, so yeah, interesting. Well, let's let's hope that maybe by next week uh, there is an actual response that comes through. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm sure that there are thousands Probably. upon <laughs> thousands of people that have sent a message to this, right? And if Cody is is actually seeing them and and is able to actually look at them, I'm sure it's going to be a while before he can actually <laughs> respond. Yeah. So hopefully, maybe there's a response that comes within uh, by next week. Either that or he'd be like, damn, maybe that wasn't a great idea because now my phone's getting lit up and there's no chance in hell I'm going to be able to answer all of these friggin' text messages. Right? No way he can unplug his phone from the wall. I hope he's quarantined himself. And, <laughs> hey, you know, that, that brings up an interesting thing with, with uh, the, these phones that we carry now, the, the, these smartphones. You know, one thing that I really miss doing with a phone, Carl, is hanging what? up on people. You know, where you could, when, uh, you, when you had the physical receiver and you could go, ba bang, and actually hang up on people. I miss that. I miss doing that. Especially with telemarketers and stuff like that, I, I miss literally hanging up on people. Right. How about you? <laughs> so, yeah. I'm just looking for uh, to see if we have any kind of breaking news. And we already talked about the uh, the WrestleMania thing being uh, uh, taped in segments, which is going to be interesting the way that they kind of pulled that off production wise. But I'm just looking to see if there's anything else that's uh, come up, even just in the uh, this course of us recording. Because as as you guys know, typically what will happen is we'll We'll record an episode in between then and when we put the episode out. Breaking news seems to happen every freaking time. So, um, well, while you're looking for that, I actually have a listener question for you. Oh, good. And I want to get your take on it while you're looking. Sweet. Well, yeah. So we had uh, a listener, good follower, um, somebody that I know very well personally, uh, got a hold of me. We was talking on the phone, and the question that that they asked is. Since Mania is going to be two days, mm-hmm. does that mean that those who have to order through pay-per-view still, are they going to be double-charged? Mm. Yeah, that's a legitimate question. 
because it's a two day event. Two day event, right? Yeah, they or about to be. It'll be two smaller charges. Um, yeah, interesting. Um, that is a question I don't have an answer for. <laughs> yeah, I don't have an answer for it either. I was like, yeah, maybe you need to get a hold of your provider and uh, find yeah. out from there. I said, but. Uh, It'll be interesting. I think that the WWE will probably, some way, some fashion, just allow uh, one payment mm-hmm. and have the broadca- the two-day broadcast uh, available for mm-hmm. them. Um, other than that, yeah, like, I have no clue. Yeah. The, the, I guess the only other stuff that, that, um, that I'll bring up for... Not necessarily breaking news, but it did relate to what we were talking about earlier with the episode of Dynamite. Of course, we saw two big debuts on uh, the show. The, the first one that we had was the uh, the Exalted one, and it ended up being Brody Lee, who was formerly Luke Harper of um, WWE, and he did this really cool kind of um, little vignette, uh, kind of a little little spot there uh, before. He actually went out to the ring. He actually did a little bit of a spot there. They did this. Uh, I love those pre-taped kind of segments that AEW does. They do a really good job with it. And he even made hint at Vince being out of touch, if you really kind of paid attention there. He's like, you know, the, the first old man that didn't think that I had uh, what it takes or something like that. He, uh, right. he made direct mention to it. And another thing that I really liked about uh, the show here too, Carl, is they had Brandy Rhodes doing the ring announcing. And I think that she actually did a really good job with it. And even when she did it, if you really paid attention to the little subtleties like I do, even gave a little wink because we know that Vince wasn't a fan of her doing the ring of dancing. So she kind of gave a little nod there as well. There's a <laughs> little jabs. And at, at the very end of the episode, as the young box and everybody are kind of in the ring, we see this white drone hovering above there. You start to hear it kind of buzzing, and then it gets close. And then you particularly you see up on the ramp, you see Santana and Ortiz are looking and going, hey, uh, and probably said, hey, we know what that is from uh, from over at our impact days, right? And then you see uh, uh, Matt Hardy, or sorry, Matt, uh, I just kind of slipped it there, but uh, you saw Matt Jackson in the ring. It's like, yeah, I had to call in a favor for one of my friends. And you see Matt Hardy they, they up in the, in the stands, and you even see Jericho on the ramp go, oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> right. So two great debuts. I love the, the way that they laid out this episode, and it there was even with no crowd. I thought they they did this way better than WWE did this week, and uh, they did some business to boot. So good job, guys. Good job. Definitely, there was some good business that happened, and you talk about the brandy uh, brandy situation. Mm-hmm. Even on the caption that came up on the bottom of the screen. It it read across the top of it where it says Brandy's name. It says uh, says the said that she would never ring an ounce again, <laughs> right? Yeah. So th- those subtle little things are definitely important, and I'm very yeah. happy that they uh, have put those in there. It's awesome, yes, awesome that this has happened, and I'm super happy about it. All right, man, before we uh, take a break and do our Showstopper segment uh, this week, so I think this is a, a fairly important uh, Showstopper this week, let's do our match of the week. I think this one's going to be kind of interesting here. Um, I'll let you go first this week here, Carl. What was your favorite match of this past week that you've watched? Jurassic Express versus Butcher and the Blade was my favorite match of the week. I love seeing the big guys being able to go out there and and do the moves and do what they got to do, but then you incorporate Jungle Boy in there, and uh, the kid is fantastic, and he is one of the hottest 
things in the professional wrestling business right now. So happy to see everything that happened there. Uh, was it a 10 out of 10? No, it definitely <laughs> wasn't. But I was entertained, yep. and that is what I enjoy. Show me some good, entertaining matches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good choice. Uh, mine is going to be a little bit different uh, this week. Um, given that there's not a whole lot of live professional wrestling going on right now, you know, I, I, I did watch Dynamite. Uh, I, I did catch the the last SmackDown. Didn't catch the uh, the Raw that they did from the the Performance Center, uh, unfortunately. But uh, my match of the week is going to come from an event that didn't even happen in the year of 2020, Carl. Uh, mine is going back all the way to 2018 from Ring of Honor Global Wars. Um, uh, you're only going to be the only one that sees this, but I have the uh, the DVD that I purchased when I was at the uh, Toronto Ring of Honor show last year. And this comes from the, the fourth night of their Global Wars tour that they did in 2018 from Toronto. And this was the, not the opening match, but the second match of the, the show. We had Hangman Page versus Chuck Taylor in a match that went approximately about a half hour or so. And damn, it was a good technical back and forth match. Of course, this is back when these guys were not in AEW. The AEW wasn't even a thing at this point. It was uh, merely just an idea or uh, a twinkle in their eyes, so to speak. But uh, it was a great matchup with these two guys. And uh, something I'd actually like to see happen again in AEW. These two guys are fantastic and they have great chemistry in the ring together. Chucky T. Yes, the Kentucky gentleman. And uh, yes. he even started off, uh, something I want to see him bring back is doing that uh, Bob Backlund duck walk. Um, the uh, the butcher does it a little bit in AEW. Yep. And it is kind of a bit of a showman kind of a thing to do, but also serves a bit of a logistic purpose uh, to kind of stretch out the legs oh, yes. so that you don't do the, uh, the Kevin Nash deal and blow your quads out or the Vince McMahon thing where you blow times. both quads out at the same time jumping into the ring. So. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay. So let us take a bit of a brief break here, Carl. Come back with our showstopper segment. And this is a rather important one this week. And this is going to be talking about the independent wrestling scene and whether it's going to survive after all of this uh, madness is uh, all said and done with. So we'll be right back. This week's episode is brought to you by Collar and Evil. Visit CollarandEvilBrand.com where you can get an additional 10% off when using promo code JKPODCAST at the checkout including this week's featured item, the Mirror Pullover Hoodie. All right, guys, Big Joe and Carl Carafel back here on Turnbuckle Talk. Yes, we are, everybody, and this is your show stopper segment. Yeah. All right, for this week, Carl, as I mentioned, we're going to be talking about independent wrestling and uh it's no secret that right now that aspect of the business is really suffering. You know, I mean, I don't think virtually any of these uh, companies or shows are running at all. And we could potentially, I know this might sound a little drastic, but I mean, there's some of these companies that aren't going to survive this curl. Uh, I think that's kind of the harsh reality of this. And, and not just in professional wrestling and just our everyday lives, some of these small mom and pop, whether they be, shoe stores, whether they be small restaurants, any of this kind of stuff. Uh, depending on how long this takes, some of these businesses aren't going to survive um, once this is all said and done. It's just kind of the harsh reality of things. It definitely is. Uh, it, it, it Totally, it sucks. Mm-hmm. It sucks that that's going to happen. 
Um, I mean, things should have been done sooner. Mm -hmm. Things should have been, you know, implemented and stopped and and put into place or whatever have you, however you want to say it. It all should have been done earlier, I think, to have gotten a handle on this. Uh, Considering we've already had, you know, China that went through this and we had, you know, like there were, there were other places. Italy went through this. Like they waited too long. Italy shut everything down to the point where I know that there are, um, I know some people that have family in Italy. Mm -hmm. Okay. The community that we have here is a very Italian community. Um, literally they have police that are roaming around. They are out in the streets. Yeah. Okay. If you leave your home, there is a police officer on you Mm -hmm. right away going, What are you doing? Do you have a note? Where are you going? What are you doing? Yeah. Right. If you're not going to get some grocery, yeah. To the doctor or like walking your dog, because that's that's essential. You have to go out to walk your animals. Yeah. Right. They're telling you you get back inside now or you face being arrested. Wow. Like that's I, legitimately, yeah. that is how it is over there. I did see something about that. You know, and uh, there was one, it was a mayor of Italy and basically saying that, uh, yeah, we're going to start sending out uh, police officers with flamethrowers and force you back into your home. I, I, I used to, <laughs> yeah. Flamethrowers. Uh, yeah. Getting uh, very drastic. And, uh, you know, and I know that uh, there are going to be some, there's going to be some government relief. Like I know in the States, uh, Trump has already announced that uh, they're going to essentially send, um, I believe it's up to a thousand, maybe a little bit more, to essentially to each and every citizen. Uh, of course, given the the political situation over there, that uh, all, all the people who are on the the left wing political side, or the, all the people who hate Trump, are saying, "Oh, we're not going to accept this money." Yeah, you're not going to accept free money from the government. I wasn't born yesterday, folks. You're going to accept free government from the money. I don't care what your political views are. Uh, here in Canada, uh, I don't think it's going to be quite to that extent. I think there's some relief coming to small businesses. Um, as for regular citizens, I think that the only kind of relief that we're going to see is I know that they're uh, pushing the uh, the tax deadline uh, back a little bit for us so that I, I believe it's in June um, is the new uh, deadline for filing income tax. Um yeah. So bringing it back over to professional wrestling, um, it's tough, man. This little bit of money that could possibly come from the government, I don't know if it's going to be enough. But there are some companies that I think hopefully have enough in the bank that they can survive this. It's not um, it's not a cut and dry thing. Even our, our friends at CWE, um, it's been pretty active on social media. I'm sure Danny's uh, getting tired of uh, dealing with and talking about it. Um, cause they do a, a nationwide tour now, essentially, Carl. Yes, they do. So, and, and for those of you who really don't understand what kind of what Joe was saying here, like these, these smaller businesses or these local independent companies that are, uh, you know, going out and doing these tours, uh, like this one, a nationwide tour with all of this. Okay. So they've had to book places. Mm-hmm. They've had to get these arenas or these, um, uh, bars or gyms or wherever, yep. whatever they are doing, they need to go and get these and they have to put money down on them, whether they, uh, 100% pay off everything or if it's just a deposit or, or what have you. Yeah. But all of this money has been spent on that. 
Mm-hmm. And then Danny is, is a very smart businessman when it comes to the world sure. of professional wrestling. He, he acquires talent and ensures that, you know, the, 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 the big name talent and stuff like that, that they're covered. Mm-hmm. Right. I, and I'm not going to get into details about how any of that's done, but they're covered. Mm-hmm. Right. So you've got situations now where things here are covered, things there are covered, this is covered, that is covered, everything is all set to go, rental vehicles, all of this different stuff, getting everything done, set and ready, and then all of a sudden everything is just told to shut down, Yep. and now what happens with all of that? Because lots of this stuff is even non-refundable. That's why I was just going to say that, uh, yeah, a lot of this uh, stuff like deposits on rentals and stuff like that, typically you can't get your money back on that. So uh, it it's, could be very devastating for these uh, businesses, uh, for these yeah. local professional wrestling companies. Yep. Uh, they put everything into doing this for us. And then in turn, they're told, well, yep, there's nothing we can do. Mm -hmm. And then they're going to be 100% losing out. I do want to mention, though, okay? Mm -hmm. So for any of you that are looking for some good professional wrestling from Canadian Wrestling's Elite, follow Canadian Wrestling's Elite on Facebook. They're actually running something right now where you can help support the professional wrestling industry of Canadian wrestling's elite. Mm -hmm. They have different shows that they have done that they have access to. Now these shows, they are going to reprint them on DVD for those people that want to make a purchase. You're looking $20 for a DVD. Okay. And you get your choice of so many I think it's 10, 10 different shows that they've done. Mm -hmm. Go and check them out. Go and help Danny out. Go and help the Canadian Wrestling's Elite out. I know that this is something that, you know, a lot of independent promotions and a lot of independent workers are doing right now as well. And I know that, you know, in these unprecedented times that we really don't have money to be able to give to absolutely everybody, choose one person and help them out. Mm -hmm. And if you can help out an entire company, like Canadian Wrestling's Elite by purchasing a DVD from a past show that they've done, please do it. Yeah. One thing I'd like to see happen with this uh, while this is kind of going on is to, to find some alternatives to, to still be able to bring some type of entertainment, some type of product to people. And I think a good uh, good way to, I don't know if you've heard about this, uh Carl, but um, they, they could use this approach is uh, this past Sunday now, I, for a long time, I was uh, a pretty big fan of, of NASCAR and uh, not so much recently just because uh, I find that it can get a little bit dull, but they've done something really cool um, to be able to still provide something with their fans. There is a, a computer racing game out there called iRacing. It's, it's a very robust um, racing simulation that you can basically make it whatever you want. They partnered up with Fox and essentially aired this as, as a race. They had all their commentary people, and uh, they had um, some of these uh, well-known um, professional gamers who do this game and uh, some actual NASCAR drivers who have their own kind of rig at home. Some of them, like uh, Jimmy Johnson and Clint Boyer, some of these guys have like a really robust kind of gaming setup in their home, and they, they essentially put on a virtual race for everybody and had like Jeff Gordon, uh, Daryl Waltrip, these guys like uh, actually comment uh, are actually com- doing commentary as if it was a Fox broadcast. Uh, this is something that, that we can do in wrestling as well. 
uh, you could do these virtual leagues. You know, we, we have video games out there you can use, you know, the WWE game, you know, Fire Pro Wrestling, uh, this kind of stuff. Maybe even um, the Retromania, one that uh, Stevie Richards is involved with. You know, you could uh, do these virtual things and still provide some type of entertainment out there for wrestling fans. I think this is something that uh, I'm hoping that we'll maybe we'll start to see a little bit of. Me too. I mean, you definitely can do that. You're you're looking at all of these wrestling games that are out there. You could even do retro game night. Yes. As as a WWE yep. Monday Night Raw broadcast. Yep. Um, you know, get one of the older classic games, and you have those people like Xavier Woods and um, Maria Twitch Channel Place, <laughs> you know, right? Like so. they have their show up, up, down, down. Yeah. Where they that's what they do. They're playing video games, and they yep. have other stars that come on and play video games. Yep. These guys that have been playing these video games and they're good at playing them yep. have them in their own respective homes. There's technology out there that will allow you to broadcast that. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. They do it all the time. You broadcast yep. over Twitch. It happens all the time. They have the opportunity to do something like that, which will allow like Xavier Woods and, uh, you know, let's say John Morrison or the Miz or whoever, right. To be able to come on and work matches digitally through the video game. And instead you have actual commentary there. Mm -hmm. So get Corey Graves to do commentary, get Michael Cole to do commentary for this video game that's being played by WWE superstars. Yeah. What a genius idea. Right? Yeah. Uh, and in other sports too, you could uh, I believe that on HTM Sports, maybe not this week, I think maybe the week previous, uh, uh, I believe it was Jargo had made the suggestion that yeah, you get like LeBron James, uh, he can go and stream on Twitch and even invite fans to come and play uh, a game of NBA 2K20 or something like that. You know, you could do stuff like that. You can even have other people uh, on cams kind of uh, reacting and whatnot too. I mean, you, you could still do some really interesting stuff here to engage your audience while um, everybody's in, in isolation and kind of waiting for all the stuff to kind of take its run its course. You definitely can. These are fantastic ideas. Yeah. Um, those that listen to us within the WWE, because I'm sure there's some, because they seem to steal our ideas all right. the time. Yeah. Here's another one for you. Do something like that. Do something like uh, classic Up, Up, Down, Down, where they they're playing, you know, one of the N64 wrestling games. Yeah. Right. Uh, N64 is No Mercy, or you get the original SmackDown. Uh, video game yeah play it there you go and have some amazing stuff that you can do with that that is gonna be nostalgia that's gonna embrace your older audience who played those games to come back and be like hey they're playing the original smackdown damn right i want to go and check that out right Who's controlling who? Let me know. Oh, my God. They're doing commentary over top of it, too? This is freaking fantastic. Right. Wow. I'll I'll actually uh, send you uh, a link to this here, Carl. And then uh, once we're done uh, with the... The podcast you can check. So I know you're not you're not a, a big uh, racing fan, but you can kind of get an idea of what um, they can do with uh, with this, and it, it's pretty cool. And I think it's something that we need to look into, and you can even possibly profit off this a little bit too if you want to kind of save yourself a little bit too. So um, I think it's something that uh, we'll just have to wait and see, and then uh, next week we'll see if any of these companies have started to to take our idea and run with it. 
That's right, and I hope they do. That yes. would be amazing. Absolutely. I would love to see Absolutely. that. Absolutely. All right, man. Well, I guess we'll wrap it up uh, for this week, and uh, we'll see you on the next one. That's right, everybody. Stay inside and have a nice day. It's me, it's me. It's an honor to be the beat. As you can tell in the background, we are out celebrating. That is what we do here at HittingTheMarks.com. And I invite everyone to continue to tune in to Turnbuckle Talk, but check out all of our other shows. We have content, especially led up by the flagship show, Hitting the Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast. You can find that all at HittingTheMarks.com. Run. Right.